The band is going to continue playing. We're going to take a moment to share some testimonies. Uh, Melanie, Neil, you guys can come join me. Why don't you take your seat, but remain in the spirit of of worship. Awesome. Melanie, come join me. In a short while, you'll have an opportunity to turn to your friends and family around you and testify of what God has done in your life this year. But we just want to share two testimonies with you quickly this morning to inspire that in you and uh, to praise God for the incredible God that He is. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you. Thank you, Pierre. Um, Unfortunately, my husband couldn't join us this morning. He's working. I just want to start off my testimony by just saying a short part of my favorite psalm. I say that about every psalm, but okay, this is my favorite. Um, Psalm 91, from verse 9, it says, If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike a stone. You will trade upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Amen. Um, on a Tuesday morning, about a month and a half ago, my husband and I, we had our day all planned out, just like we do every day. Or I think most of us do that. Like this morning, we're going to go this place and that place. So that morning, he was taking me to work. And um, uh, because the it was a weekend, no. It was not a weekend. But my kids wanted to come with us as well. But uh, we just told them that, no, you can't come. So it was just me and my husband in the car. And um, as we were driving uh, up Caledon Street, uh, we were having a chat. And then this car, which was in front of us, suddenly turned right in front of us. No indication whatsoever. And um, as my husband was avoiding the car to hit us, um, he swerved to the pavement and we crashed into a tree. And um, this, tr- uh, I'm sure you can see uh, that branch on the driver's side, it went straight and it hit, hit the headrest of where he was sitting. And there was another branch which also got in the car and it almost, uh, uh, it lifted the, the dashboard in the car and the dashboard hit me in the, in the stomach. And um, <laughs> I'm still in awe of God of what happened that morning because um, many cars stopped, ambulances came, and so many people kept saying, well, how did you get out of this car? And um, uh, my, the other branch had cut my husband's on the head, and um, when the ambulances came, uh, they told me that my right arm was broken, so the, uh, we went later to the hospital. We were taken to, to HH Hospital. Um, and there were very, very long queues there. 
So why I read this psalm first of all is that um, it's very important to me because whenever you're in trouble, God just sends you these angels concerning you to just come for you, through for you. And uh, whilst we were, we were at HH Hospital, I put um, a message through our life group that this is what has happened to us. And um, other members from our life group, they went straight to the scene of the accident. They helped to tow the car. Um, another uh, member who is a doctor in this church came to HH and jumped us from that uh, very, very long, uh, frustrating queue at HH Hospital. And uh, uh, within a few minutes, um, hours, okay, um, Andrew was uh, stitched up and um, my arm were not even broken at all. They were just, um, it was uh, muscles which were just swollen. And um, it was just unbelievable because I think when we got to HH that morning, there were people that had been in the queue from last night. So uh, we got there and everything happened so fast and the, the, the car, we didn't have to worry about what is happening with the car, what is happening with the children. There are some members, some angels in this church um, uh, already wanting to know where the kids, uh, can we come and take them. So there was, the, it was not such a, I don't want to say accident, it was not um so difficult that we had to think about what's happening with the kids or what's happening with the car. There were so many people who were just there to intervene, to just help us. And um, I just want to thank God because um, even um, our friends, we've got friends who will stay as far as Cape Town at Mizenbeck. They could only come and see us a week later after the accident. And when they came, um, four days after the accident, I was already back at work. Uh, five days after the accident, my husband's teachers were already out. So when they came, they found me preparing lunch for them, and my husband was doing something, and they said, oh, what, guys, are you the ones who came out from, of that car? And I said, yeah, so okay, are you sure you're okay, you guys? Yes, we're okay. Did they check everything internally? Yes, we're fine. And uh, even this morning, I saw Pete, and he was saying, where are the scars, Melanie? And I said, what scars? So... Um, this was just a, a very, very amazing thing to, uh, which happened to us. And I just want to encourage someone this morning that uh, that prayer that you say in the morning as you go out or the, in the night, that Lord, just be with us. Lord, protect us. It, it, it works, guys. Just, just don't give up. Just keep saying that prayer because I believe, I really, really know that. And God sent an angel. And because when we crashed into this war, Andrew was looking on the side. He didn't notice that we're going to crash in that tree. So I really know that God just sent an angel which just moved Andrew's head to the side so that this branch just didn't go through his head. And there's so many things to be thankful for, for, for me in my life. But I'm just in awe of God and I just want to thank God. Thank you. Just take a moment just maybe to pray for Andrew and Melanie and just affirm the promises over, over their lives, the promises that God's there. So let's just bow our heads. God, we thank you for Andrew and Melanie and we thank you for just the amazing people that they are and the plan that you have for them. And we thank you for saving them from this, from this accident, Lord God. And Father, I pray that you would continue to affirm the destiny that you have for them, continue to affirm them in this community. 
And God, we pray that you would continue to protect them, that you would send your angels over their family and over their lives, Lord. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today's Thanksgiving Sunday, and um, I just wanted to share just a, a well, I was going to say short testimony, but I suppose setting myself up for failure there. Um, but yeah, just a testimony of, of God's faithfulness for for our family, particularly in our in our finances. And um, it's not so much a, a single testimony as it is just a series of of testimonies of God's faithfulness in in meeting our needs as a family over the past year. And I think. Without going into the details, because I could probably spend a couple of days going into all the details and all the intricacies and, and that kind of thing. So if you want to know, you can come ask me afterwards. But uh, yeah, I think just to affirm just the importance of, of God's promises in one's life and you know, promises through personal conviction, promises through prophetic word, um, promises just through the Bible and, and what God promises us and and just this year, we've just seen amazing how, you know, God has really helped us, Lucy and I, as a, as a family, just get through a tough financial time. And not tough in the sense of, you know, we're lacking. Just, just put that up front. We don't feel we're lacking. But just really, through our own convictions, feeling the importance to trust God with finance. Trust Him every month through faith and with our cash flow. And, you know, I really believe God... You know, he doesn't want to just give you enough. He wants to give you more than enough. But with that comes a measure of faith. And I think that's always the, the key thing is that he's always testing your faith and your heart as well as meeting your needs. So this morning, I really hope that not only does it give testimony of God's faithfulness in our lives, but also encourages you all to step out in faith, particularly when it comes to finance. So the end of last year was was a really good year. God really did some amazing things just for, for me at, the, at, at my workplace. And, and he um, yeah, just supernaturally managed to just to prove again that he's, he's faithful and that you don't have to strive and do anything. And, and there was a, I had a, um, a meeting with, with our supervisors and that. And they said, look, you're fulfilling duties beyond your responsibility. And there is provision for this because you are fulfilling um, posts which are funded but that there aren't people there and that they wanted to give me an, an allowance to um, you know because of those extra duties that I was covering and at the same time last year we were really toying we knew that it was going to be a tough year we were sort of toying whether Lucy should teach full time or whether she should teach at all because in our hearts we were really convicted that we wanted her to stay at home with her, with her children and really invest in their lives it's such an important time for them and you know, God provided an amazing job for her, uh, just a part-time job three days a week at school so she could be with the kids there as well and also just really invest in that community where she was really felt God had called her to. But anyway, at the beginning of the year, um, sort of halfway April, May, uh, we, we faced some tough, tough financial things. We had to get Anna Rose a new set of hearing aids and they may be small, but they're definitely not cheap. Um, and the allowance which they had given me for the year had been cut so I was now back without that extra income 
And so we had a lot of decisions to make. We could cut a lot of our things and change our lifestyle drastically and that kind of thing. But we really felt, you know, that God wanted us here. He wanted us to be in this community. He wanted our children to be at this school. He wanted us to invest there. So we continued to, to trust Him. And, um, yeah, just to sum up, throughout the year, there was many things that went wrong. Um, you know, besides the uh, salary cut, Andrew James's eardrum burst, also April last year, we had to send him in for an operation to repair that. And then uh, later on in the year, a pipe burst on my, um, at my house. And uh, I sort of suspected it for a month, and I'd searched the roof, searched the ground, couldn't find anything. Eventually, I found it under a concrete slab after I'd got the bill for a month's worth of water um, going into the ground. So the guy's borehole next door was, he, it was tapped up to full capacity. So, but all these things, just as we would sort of, you know, find our ground and recover, something else would happen. And the whole time, I must say, it's been, a, it's been an amazing journey for, for me personally because I really felt God just saying, you know, release this. Release this. I've, I've got it covered. And it was amazing the peace that I found in my own heart and just knowing there were times when I do quite a bit of driving where I'd be driving and I'd just look at my circumstance and actually just start laughing. It was just, you know, it was that, that kind of thing where it's so far out of your hands. And I can say that now towards the end of the year, we've just had such amazing um, you know, provision from God just through uh, finance, whether it's been rebates from tax, which is unheard of. That's pretty much a miracle for most people if you get money back from the tax man. Or, you know, um, them reinstating my, my acting allowance after much debate internally and management and so on. So it's been amazing just to see in our journey just how God has met us. And, and again, it's not an issue of, of lack, but in our hearts we were always we were convicted that you know we don't want to go into debt. And the only debt that we have is, is our bond and our house and, and, a, and a car, which is part of the government scheme, um, part of an employee benefit. And there were many times when we felt like, shucks, let's just find the closest little loan place and see if we could take a little bit. We really felt it was important to trust God and put our faith in Him. And without fail, okay, a few emails to a couple of doctors to say, listen, your couple of money that, uh, that I owe you might be a little bit late and those kind of things. But without fail, God provided for us. And, and I can say that also that even just this year, God just also opened up an amazing door for Lucy at the school as well where she could, um, she could maintain the same hours. Uh, with a lot more flexibility and also with a, with a greater financial you know, provision for her. So it's just been amazing for us just to see that. And, and like I say, this testimony probably wouldn't do justice to all the small things. And if I had to really show you the numbers, it might be even more wow But because of the time constraints. But I just wanted to end off just to say is that um, the encouragement that I hope that you would get from this is that you might not. It might not seem like you you lack or that you or that you or you need in, in in sort of great measures, but that shouldn't stop us from trusting God and putting our faith in Him. And I really believe that you know God doesn't give you enough. Yes, He does, but He, he wants to give you more. And I believe that that is so much linked to your faith and a decision in your heart to rather put your your trust in Him and to trust Him 
irrespective of the circumstances. And I can tell you that it is quite scary at times. You know, it is. It's not as easy as standing up here and you know telling you in hindsight. But there were certainly times in in the year which were which were really tough. But God matches that through just even just provision in your life through peace and through promises. So I'd encourage you all, you know, whether you're in a place of need where you do need and you do lack, you know, trust God. Or whether you're in a place where you've got what you need, you know, step out and trust God. There's so much more that He wants to give you through your faith in Him. So yeah, this morning I really am thankful. I'm thankful to God that He continues to meet us, um, yeah, as we put our, our trust in Him. And we continue to, yeah, just really try and, and invest in our communities and, and in, our, in our families and that through faith in Him. So, yeah, it's just a, a great testimony for us as a family just to see consistently how God's come through. And I would encourage you all to at some stage, you know, put your faith out there, particularly with your finances. It's, it's such a, I'd say, easy thing to trust God for because it's, you know, you can see it, you can measure it. So, yeah, we're just thankful to God and... and What I want you to do is to take a moment and in groups of threes and fours, I'm going to give you guys three minutes to do this. Uh, briefly share with one another one thing that you are thankful for, what God has done, not what community has done or this church has done or your family has done or your kids have done, but what God has done for you this year. And if you don't have it coming up immediately, then tell, tell them you'll be lost. But think about it for a minute and say, what has God done to you? Uh, that you want to be thankful for this morning. So let's turn to one another and share our stories with one another.
You guys have got one more minute. One minute to go. Okay, 30 seconds. Great. I'm not going to do a 10 second countdown. Awesome. Great, guys. The good news is that Thanksgiving Sunday doesn't end now. That's why we have the whole afternoon to recount our stories. So if you didn't get to finish it, I see some people make groups of nine. You would have gotten through it if you were groups of three. So that's the whole idea of today is to recount everything God has done. We're ready to give. And here's a quick testimony from Marilise before we give to God this morning and then continue with the rest of the service. This is very nerve-wracking. I don't know how you do it every, every Sunday. <laughs> My hands are sweating. Um, okay, so basically, the Lord's really absolutely blessed me in my finances. And um, three, we, three, four weeks ago, when we heard that we're going to have a series about multiplication, I was like, oh, geld. <laughs> Again, we talk about money all the time, and your heart just sinks. And for me, even more so because I've been feeling very convicted in my spirit about tithing, tithing, um, because I don't do it. And I've never done it. And um, three months ago in September, I had my own business. I teach, teach tap dancing. And um, I had a play at the Playhouse in September. And from the profit that I made from my show was the first time I ever tied, tied. He corrected me before I said tiding, tide, like the tide coming in. He said, no, it's tide. <laughs> so now I'm struggling. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> and then, so I, I gave my tithing on that, on, on the profit of the show. And I had the cash in my hand and I drove to the church office and I gave it into Pierre's hand. I and didn't I, take it. I gave it to the <laughs> <laughs> and, and I went down the stairs as quickly as I can because I was now I was going to ask for it back. And I sat in my car and I started crying. And I just cried because the feeling of just giving was just so amazing. But it's, it's amazing. So the Lord, after that, then after my show, blessed me incredibly. In the fourth term, I got about 15 to 18 new students in my school, which doesn't happen. People don't join something in the fourth term. They join in the first term. No fourth term things. I will never let my children join something in the fourth term. Um, so he added to my studio with about 15 to 18 kids, and that's just amazing because that means from January, my, my salary goes a term after they pay me. So from January, I would have had um, a, an increase in salary, which is amazing because I need to send my other daughter to school also next year, and food's so expensive, and it's just too many things. 
And last week, Gerard and I, we sat and we did our budgets for next year. And, and we did the budget and I had my, ten, my, my tithing, my tenth included in that. And it doesn't matter how I work it out, I am just short. I spend much more than I get in. I, we can cut down on what we eat. They can eat bread twice a day, you know. But it doesn't matter what I cut or where I cut, I'm, I'm at a loss every single time. And I was not willing to let that tenth go. So um, then I cut it to a fifth, to like five percent. Just, but then I was still not over. I was still spending more than I was getting in. And it was really, con- you know, I was sad about that because I've been working so freaking hard, and I've been. <laughs> And I was, Lord, you say that I'm your child. I'm your child. Why don't you provide for me? You say that you will give me my daily bread, and I'm not giving my daily bread. I'm getting crumbs. Where is my bread? And and then it was just, I, where are you? And then um, he, uh, and then we had this, the whole multiplier series game. And then in live group once we spoke about you know, tithing and your tenths. And, and somebody said, maybe your tithing shouldn't, it's not necessarily money. Maybe it's your, your you know, what you do or your, your, your talent. And then I asked God, Lord, I'm not tithing, I'm not giving money, but I'm giving loads of my talent. You know, there's loads of kids in my studio that I, they don't pay fees, that I lay down for free because they're in financial difficulties or something like that. And I asked, Lord, is this not... Is this not part of it? And then God said, uh-uh. You tithe from a place where it hurts you. You don't tithe from a place where you overfill or where you where you filled up to the brim where you can give. You give from a place where you don't have. And that's where the blessing comes in. And then, so on Sunday, last Sunday, was the last sermon on the, on the Multiply series. And during the um, offering message, they asked who has... Um, anxiety about their finances and I didn't want to stand up and all of a sudden my legs just did this and they prayed they just prayed and they prayed I was in that, that offering message was so powerful and on Monday morning pneumatics which is a Christian type of college place where people take a gap year after school they phoned me and they offered me a job to teach tap dancing at their campus in the mornings, it would not affect my own times or my own studio. And I had a number, a figure in my head that I wanted to make, and they gave me an offer, and it was too low. So I counted off it, and the exact number I have had in my head, they gave me back. Sure. So from January, <laughs> so from January, I will literally be making my salary that I'm getting now would have been doubled. It's double in January. And that's multiplication. That's just what the Lord did. And um, every nation Somerset West is already registered as a beneficiary. (laughs) So all that I say is that the Lord is really amazing. You know, he comes through. And it's very hard giving something that you don't have. It's very, very hard. And taking that step. But if you are God's child, your your name is written on his hand, on the palm of his hand. And he loves you and he's going to provide for you. doesn't matter what. And every person in themselves needs to, to figure out for themselves what is it that you need to give. But the Lord provides. So whatever you lack, 
He's going to give back to you in tenfold. Great. I'm glad you said it. I did it. Um. I just love that testimony. She sent me the email. I'm like, you've got to share that story. Because we said our vision and our heart for this series is we will multiply our giving. And that would cause our receiving to multiply so that we can multiply. And uh, it's amazing when the word of God brings life like that. Let's pray for our our giving this morning. Leaders, get ready to take up the offering. And uh, then we're going to continue from there. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful as we just heard through, through all the stories going up in this room about the incredible God you are. Lord, we want to be faithful again and consistently with our, with our offerings to you, Lord. So take our offering this morning as a, as, a, as a measure of praise and our worship back to you. And we thank you for the incredible God you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Leaders can take up the offering. I'd like to take, uh, take a moment to welcome any guests. If you're a guest with Every Nation Sums West this morning, just put up your hand. If you're visiting us for the first time, this chair is for you guys. That's awesome. We would love to connect to you after the service and spend some time speaking to you. I'm going to ask Albertus to come and join me. Uh, there's some more things to celebrate this morning. Um, but uh, just two quick announcements. On Thursday night is our final prayer meeting. We pray once a month on a Thursday night uh, together with all the churches of the Every Nation Movement. So please don't miss out. And then don't forget next Sunday is the Nativity Play. The Nativity Play are highlights in our, in our year where the children come and present something to us. And celebrate the amazing things that God has done in Children's Church this year. So don't miss the Nativity Play uh, next week. That's an important one for us as a family. If you have to bring your children, do so on time. Great. This morning we're also celebrating the faithfulness of how many? The faithfulness of 24 Bible school students here at Somerset West uh, this past year. Now we've got Discovery, which is our Bible equipping school. It's not a typical Bible school where you come and you sit in a lecture for three hours and have to write long exams. Interactive, personalized, personal experience. And Sean, please come and join us. And people commit to this for a year. And our heart is really to see disciples of Jesus Christ equipped well. And Sean is going to share a quick testimony with us of his commitment to discovery this year and what it's meant to him. Thanks, Pierre. I think the emphasis there was on quick. Uh, I think Pierre also chose that last song, which was, we stand in awe of you, and here in your presence, let our words be few. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a bold statement. Uh, I've done a few qualifications, some professional, and my highest academic qualification is an MBA. So I would like you to just hold that in your memory banks. It's a boastful statement, and I want you to just keep it there for a second. I've got very limited time, so I'm going to do this as quickly as I can. The two aspects that I want to talk about, I could talk for hours on discovery, but there's two things that I want to talk about, about discovery, and, and it starts off, as I do things mostly in a roundabout way, is that I think that every nation, Somerset West, is amazing. Guys, I don't think many people realize quite how amazing it is, because we spend an hour and a half here, once a week, we see well-prepared leadership, we have an amazing... Uh, amount of music the the quality of of what we get to see is amazing but that's an hour and a half the people that put the time in behind the scenes they're tireless and it's not just effort it's not just the passion that they've got from God there's a a strategy there's a rigorous intellectual approach there's a faithfulness to God there's a biblical grounding in everything that this church does 
So the things that this church does, we saw the list last week during multiplication of everything. Those aren't just random strap-ons that make up some sort of brag book. It's part of a bold strategy to do God's work and to glorify God. And I think, for me, the first thing I want to say is that discovery is one of those things. It is the most incredible course that isn't just us saying we want to do a Bible study because that's what churches do. It's been created from the ground up by every nation, Somerset West, to do what we believe we should do, what our calling is, and what our purpose is. And I think that's amazing. The second thing that I want to talk about, and that's getting back to being a bit boastful, um, and that is that, what did I discover? So I, I mentioned the MBA because everyone knows that an MBA is an intense period of time. The idea is that you get together with a group of like-minded people you are taught by the leaders. You're taught by the, the, the forefront of the industry and the business administration world. Um, it, it's, it's intense. There's a sacrifice involved. And at the end of it, what most people think is that you come out doing spreadsheets like a rock star. Or starting businesses in your spare time like Richard Branson. Or managing hordes of people. And maybe you do learn some hard skills and, and discovery does do that. You know, you have a richness and history and context in, in the Bible, in, in all of those, those aspects that discovery brings to it. But really, what the MBA does is a discovery of self. It's who you are, where do you want to go, how do you relate to people, what drives people. That, that is, those are the bits between the lines that you learn that I took away that I think is most important. So what I want to say about Discovery is I think it's kind of like every nation's little mini executive MBA. And that it's, that the MBA, the MBA that is, that is, well, let me, let me rephrase that. My highest qualification is not an MBA. My highest qualification is my relationship with God. And every nation's Discovery course took that another step further. It's an amazing experience. It is a sacrifice, and what you get back is multiplied. So I'd encourage you all to do it. Thank you. So this morning, uh, we want to invite the 24 students, that includes Sean, to come up. We're going to bless them with a graduation moment. We're going to pray for them. And I'm going to hand over to the Dean of Discovery, the faithful Albertus Morstert. Thanks. Do you just want me to read the names? Okay, cool. So I'll, I want to call them um, each um, one by one, and we'll clap at the end and just celebrate them. And I want to, yeah, um, each one by name. So we've got Durant Swart, Carl Morris, and Jamie Morris, Sumeri Ace, Jean-Marie Loveday, Heather Southwell, Zondai Muropa, Chantal Ketz, Naomi Lowe, Henriette Ace, Shirley Smith-Momberg, Tanya Strip, Brett Wood, Kobus momberg Rowan Jacqueline, Diane Pritchard. And you guys can just form a line here at the front. If you can just come to the front of the stage and face the congregation. Uh, Sharon Griffiths, Josh Crate, Karin Haystek, Lucas Stein, Sean Pinar, Andrew Coey, Andre Erasmus, Paul Lowe, and I mentioned already Jamie Morris. You guys come, can come past here as well to the front. What we are presenting them with this morning is a little uh, certificate and then a coin that says faithful and missional. 
these guys were faithful in their study of God's word. And they're going to continue to do so. And many of these have said they're joining again next year. And then the missional part is that which you have learned and been equipped in. Now be missional with that in this world. So that's what we're presenting to them. Uh, let's give them a cheer. And then we're going to give them a hug and a high five as we pass through and hand out these to them this morning. This is cool. I get to pray for you, Oaks, and uh, faithful and missional. At the back of Bill Hybel's book, it talks about these things, is that God asks you to be faithful in the call that he has for you, but he also asks you to be missional. So all the things you've learned this year is a, is a wonderful moment for you now to say, God, thanks for putting that in, but how are you going to use it? Um, and I'm ready to go. So it's a brave prayer that I'm going to pray this morning. Um, but I believe God's commissioned you. He's given you a whole year of equipping. And uh, he also wants to say thanks for being faithful. This class has been remarkable in terms of how you were there every week. Most of you did your homework. And um, it was really inspiring because when you teach people who are keen to learn, God adds in that learning. Um, it goes from head to heart. All right, so let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for these, these people, Father God, the troops that you have now trained and that, Father God, that they are ready to, be go, to go out and, and, and do amazing things for you, Father God. I pray, Lord God, that what they have learned this year, I pray, Father God, it would bed down deep into their hearts, into their souls, and into their minds, Father God. That, Lord, as they, as they share your word, Father God, it would, be, it would be accurate, it would be thoughtful, Father God, it would be in line with your word and in line with your promises. And, that, Father God, that as they go out, Lord, that you would be celebrated, that, Father God, that you would be made known. And, Father God, I also thank you, Lord, this morning. Um, I really believe, Father God, some of these people are going to go into uncharted territories where, Father God, uh, the light is needed. And, uh, Father God, you have equipped them for this time. I pray and I say, Lord God, make them brave, make them strong. Father God, make them faithful, make them humble, and make them kind. And um, as they do that, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that your, your glory would be made known to this world that so desperately needs it. We praise you for what you've done, what you've started, but Lord, we also thank you that you're not finished and that they will continually learn and apply that throughout their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's give them one more hand. Thanks, guys. I didn't say that in jest when I said the faithful are Baptist Mosford. He's really 
been pioneering this for the past two years. It is growing. We've seen the fruit of it. He himself is busy with his honor, honorary studies in theology. And he, this is all worked out with guys like Dave, who's got his degree, and Frank, and all, and all the theologians in the office. So um, Discovery is a year-long commitment on a Monday night, only during term times so and not over the holidays. And what we encourage people to do, if this is, if this is what you want to do, is make that your life group for a year. Because there's a lot of community, there's food, there's always food at Every Nation Summit, so where we meet. And um, so think about discovery for next year as you plan. And, uh, and then one more thanks. I'm going to give you three thoughts on Thanksgiving. And then we're going to have a great day ahead of us with a whole lot of things to do. A quick thanks from Every Nation Zola. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Linda at Every Nation Zola. I just want to uh, thank God and thank you, uh, family of Every Nation Somerset West, uh, for your partnership with us. We have had a good time in 2016. Um, our church has grown in commitment to serve the community, in winning souls, also in educating the children within the community. I just want to thank you so much that we, we have made a lot of impact because of your partnership in our community. We're looking forward to work with you uh, by the grace of God for the rest of our lives. Thank you. Awesome. On Tuesday, Linda shared with us just all of the highlights that they are experiencing as a church because of this year, and we thought it'd be great for him to thank us this morning. Uh, Kate is ministering there. She took Frank along with her and some of the other leaders to go and minister every nation Zola. So our reach is into that community again today. But I want to share in 10 minutes, um, let my words be few, uh, some thoughts on Thanksgiving. And it is Thanksgiving Sunday, and there's a lot of thanks that's happened already. But when I study the Word of God, this concept of giving thanks is a powerful and intentional concept. It's not just, you know what, you grow up and you teach your children, say danki for die oom, say asseblief for die oom, mooi so. And it's, it's really, Thanksgiving is part of Christianity, it's part of our worship. It isn't just an add-on at the end, or when we think about something, we say, okay, now let's give thanks. But it's a very developed concept, especially in the Old Testament, where there were Thanksgiving offerings and Thanksgiving moments. And we want to create that culture in, in who we are as a house to say, let us never get to that point where we don't stop to thank God for the incredible things that he has done. We read from Psalm 100 this morning. Brian started of us, but I want you to see the words of that psalm on the screen. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. That's what we do on a Sunday. It's joyful and it's a noise, right? To many of us, it might be a noise, it might be a little loud, but we joyful in our worship all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Know that the Lord, He is good. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Yesterday I took some of the guys along to a, a men's morning and Gideon stood up there and he said, His very breath is in our lungs. We wake up every morning and if it's only by God's design and His choice that He gives us breathing day in and day out. So let us become a thankful people. And that's what the psalm says. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. It continues saying, so enter his gates with thanksgiving. What does that mean? It means your key to coming to God is through thanksgiving. 
the key to coming into his presence and enjoying everything he is and who, who he is is through an attitude of thanksgiving and his course with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations, young and old. I'm excited for the water baptism that's happening after this because we're going to be baptizing all generations. It's going to be some children and, and some elderly people in our community saying, yes, I want to prove God's faithfulness in my life. I've thought about this this week and Thanksgiving is that there's a strong opposite in the world today. And that's the word complaining. I had to and myself had an opportunity this week to complain about some things. And um, I think we actually did end up complaining about a thing or two. Because that whole comparison thing came in and that whole, that whole pressure and it was Black Friday and we couldn't go and spend the money we wanted to on Black Friday. I saw a post yesterday of someone that said, I saved 100% on Black Friday. <laughs> that was good. I'm like, yes, that's the spirit. Don't have to go and spend. And, and Anthony warned us about this. But complaining seems to be the word of the day. I would like this to be better. I need to increase with this. I don't like that. Even in the church world, we end up complaining about stuff. And it would have been better if it was this way or I would have done it that way. But I want to read this to you. And I read this this week. It was a quote. I don't know by who it is. It was on the Desiring God uh, Instagram, Instagram post. But it says, gratitude snowballs as easily as complaining. And it will do far more for you spiritually and mentally. Let us be a people who rather be filled with thanksgiving and gratitude than complaining. Because yes, there's probably things to complain about. But I can imagine a church who don't ever complain about the nation that it's in, but only give thanks to God for the beautiful nation. Imagine the spiritual atmosphere that would come if the church rise up, stop complaining and say, God, thank you for placing us here with purpose and conviction so that we can reach the people in our community for you. Quick biblical, in line of the discovery history, the Song of Moses, if I say the Song of Moses, in which book in the Bible do you think you're going to find that? It's a quick Bible quiz. Anyone want to take a guess, discovery students? Okay, no one? Too scared? We won't, we won't chase you away as a member of this church if you get this right. Any book in the Bible? Okay, someone said Exodus, well done for you ever had the boldness to say it. But would you believe that the Song of Moses is in Revelation as well? And what happened in Revelation 15 is that they recounted the Song of Moses, which is a song of gratitude and thankfulness to God. I'm going to read it to you this morning so that you understand what, what I'm trying to say with this, it's Moses' song in Revelation chapter 15. It says, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations, who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name. For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. The song of Moses was written, and Moses was actually a songwriter. He wrote quite a lot of songs. Uh, was written... The moment that the Israelites broke through Egypt and they saw the Egyptians being swallowed up in the sea. And they turned around and Moses said, I'm going to pin this down. And then we read in Revelation 15 how one day in heaven this song is going to be sung. And what I want to say to us this morning is our songs of gratitude becomes part of heaven's repertoire. If we could live a lifestyle of gratitude and, and even write songs about it and, and be a people who live in thanksgiving... The stories we recall here, the things we heard this morning, 
It's going to be part of her repertoire of heaven. And we're going to be singing that in heaven one day, singing of God's faithfulness that he has proven to us as a church. So this morning, three things on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a moment to remember. It's a moment where we stop the busyness and the craziness and the complaining of life and we say, God, let us just remember for a minute how incredible you are and what you've taken us through, the victories we've seen, even in the worst and most difficult times, your faithfulness to us. I love this story out of Joshua chapter 4. It'll be up, up on the screen. Those 